Hi, welcome to Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Uh, my name is Rene from Valorum Reply, and today we're going to hear what has happened in the Azure Quantum and QDK space since we talked the last time with Kitty Young in spring. And for this today, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Anita Ramanan. Uh, hi, Anita, and welcome to the show. How are you today? And I know you're a tea lover, so do you have any tea in the morning like you're drinking right now? Anything to recommend? Hey, um, it's amazing to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And yes, um, but I am currently enjoying, enjoying even a highly unsophisticated cup of uh, breakfast tea with milk, so nothing special. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a typical thing, basically. Because I'm also a big tea lover. I love green tea. Typically, that's what I drink the whole day. Mm. And uh, it keeps you awake. Yes. <laughs> but anyhow, let's let's talk a little bit about um, yourself and also your background when it comes to quantum computing. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is actually in physical chemistry and atomic and particle physics. So I spent a lot of my uni time studying things adjacent to quantum computing, discovered gaming in, in uni, as, as lots of people uh, do, and then decided I wanted to become a developer. So um, I applied to the graduate scheme at Microsoft um, and kind of have been meandering through several different dev roles ever since. So I joined about seven years ago. Um, Fairly recently, a couple of years ago, I got the chance to join my passions for both quantum physics and computing um, in, and joined the Microsoft quantum team. So I've been there uh, ever since. I've been loving it so far. My, my day job as a quantum software engineer focuses mostly on building custom optimization solutions using quantum-inspired optimization algorithms. So solving our customers' kind of most difficult business optimization problems. Awesome. Yeah, quantum inspired optimization is also a super interesting topic for myself. And because um, we can already achieve significant impact with it today, right? Um, yeah, so let's... Um, yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, just, you know, depending on the problem, um, we can see some pretty significant um, improvements, you know, depending on, on the traditional method that is being used. Yeah. And, and it, that's the incredible part about it, right? We can achieve impact today already on classical hardware sometimes, like GPU arrays and so on, with quantum-inspired computing. And that is just mind-blowing in the end, actually. Yeah. All right. So in, in season one and two of Qubytes, we already talked with your colleagues Fabrice Frajong and Kitty Young, and we also had MVP Dr. Sarah Kaiser. And uh, we heard a lot of about Azure Quantum, the QDK, QShop, and, and all the goodies, right? And the last time we talked with Kitty was in spring 2021, and now we're approaching fall of 2021. Um, so can you give us an update what happened in the Azure quantum computing world? I can indeed. And, and actually quite, quite a lot has happened. Um, so we recently had, I say recently, like a month and a half ago or something now, um, had Azure Quantum Developer Workshop 3. And there we uh, released a, a bunch of announcements. Um, my personal favorite, is the availability of Jupyter notebooks directly through the Azure portal for quantum computing. So, oh, and on up and optimization. So you can go straight from creating a workspace and choosing your providers, both optimization and QC, and go then straight through without any insoles or copy pasting um, subscription IDs. You just click, I want this sample and you're, you're off. Um, it's amazing. I've been using it for demos and all sorts of things um, in the last few weeks. 
we also announced upcoming support for other Python Quantum SDKs. So that's something to definitely look out for. Um, we're releasing uh, the Microsoft Quant suite of quantum simulators and resource estimators as well through the Azure Quantum portal. So or through the Azure Quantum service rather. Uh, you can, of course, already get those for free um, with the QDK locally, but now with the expanded um, hardware kind of availability on the cloud, um, you can simulate slightly bigger things, hopefully. Um, we also announced the Azure Quantum Credits program. So this allows uh, customers to come and apply for up to $10,000 of funding to use against a specific hardware provider. So this can enable you to perhaps develop a quantum algorithm to tackle a business problem, for example. Um, and these are assessed on a kind of case-by-case -case basis. So uh, we can include the link to apply uh, in the show notes. Um, finally, we have made available very recently two new solvers for the optimization service. So these are Substochastic Monte Carlo and Population Annealing. Um, and if you're curious to get early access to the new solvers as they come out, um, we can also include a link to sign up for the early access uh, program for this particular, uh, for the Azure Quantum service. Yeah, sounds sounds amazing. And like you said, we will put a link in the in the show notes in the transcript um, for the the early access um, application. And so. My second question is like, what impact and adoption of Azure Quantum do you already see out there in the world? And maybe you have an example ready to share with the audience here. Yeah, um, so actually it's been a really interesting journey. We're seeing lots of different types of customers come in and try out the service, both from the quantum computing and the optimization perspectives. Um, and these, these range from people just you know, wanting to see if they can run something on quantum hardware through to developing real algorithms and optimizing them for business use cases to run on future quantum computers. And of course, as you mentioned, um, developing real business applications using the optimization services that they can actually, you know, use today. Um, so as I, as I mentioned, most of my, my work focuses on the optimization part. So I'll kind of focus the examples there. Um, so we've seen quite a few examples of scheduling problems coming through. Um, we have a job shop scheduling sample and it's uh, available through GitHub. And, and we've seen a few customers take that and modify it for their business needs. Um, that's been really cool to see. Uh, we've seen some people coming in with financial portfolio management problems. Um, OTI Lumionics came through uh, with fast materials design using the optimization service. Uh, one qubit have been working on drug discovery and material science um, using the accelerated optimization to um, help them accelerate specific parts of that pipeline. Um, and then we had uh, JIJ and Toyota Susho who partnered to do this really interesting optimization case study where they're optimizing when traffic signals go red and green. Mm -hmm. um, so by doing that in a more optimal way, you can reduce congestion, reduce emissions, and and reduce road rage, which is always a good thing. Yeah, especially like a road rage is a, is a big thing here here in Germany sometimes. So people <laughs> get a little bit too aggressive when they're driving. Um, so yeah, that that helps, especially now we you know in vacation time when traffic is high, when a lot of people travel north to south or the other way around, and so yeah, there's a lot of 
a lot of that happening. And, and like you said, we are, we're also seeing similar things. Um, for example, we, uh, we implemented um, uh, a Kubo solution for a client uh, for job scheduling for their field service workers, for example. And they got 20% time saving with um, a Kubo or quantum inspired computing approach there compared to the classical optimization. And this is, this is really uh, amazing, I think, that we can already see this impact today um, thanks to you know, describing problems in a way that is closer to nature, I guess. And yeah. that is that is really the, uh, when we when you think about it from a philosophical standpoint, I, I, I really uh, find this super interesting, in fact, that these things actually work even on classical hardware. And then, you know, we can take these algorithms and once we have enough powerful quantum computers with enough qubits, they will just fly. I mean, these algorithms are built for quantum computers, right? So anyhow, like love all these examples. And I've, this is just the beginning and we will see more and more, right? Um, yeah. But I, I had another question for you regarding the education of the future quantum workforce, if you will. Because I know, like you said, you also were part of the Azure Quantum Developer Workshops. Um, in particular, the last one, you, you were kind of a host and uh, were running the whole show. And they were, by, by the way, they were really awesome. And I, I loved hearing these, all the announcements, but also seeing the examples. Like you said, with Jupyter Notebooks, it's so easy, right? It's so approachable for everyone. And it's fantastic to see that. But my question was around, like, since you work a lot on the education of the future quantum workforce, uh, what is a good way for our audience to get started? Where, where should they go in order to get started with Azure Quantum? Uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's a great question. And there are varying answers depending on who you ask. Um, of course, we have, uh, you know, comprehensive documentation for the Azure Quantum service available. Um, we also have a selection of learn modules, which are kind of more walkthrough style, step by step, everything from how to create your first Azure Quantum workspace all the way through to implementing quantum algorithms or optimization um, algorithms and things like or optimization problems even. Yeah. Um, my personal vote outside of those uh, resources is this fantastic book, which is written by uh, Sarah Kaiser, who you had uh, on your show previously, I understand, and Chris Grenade. And this is just an incredible resource. It's designed to be a not textbook. As you can see, it's relatively uh, skinny uh, insofar as textbooks go, but it's meant to be accessible as possible as accessible as possible for people who haven't got PhDs in quantum information uh, science or you know related um, subjects. It's, it's meant to really easily um, introduce people from software development backgrounds in particular to quantum computing with Python and Q-sharp. Yep. Um, and there's also this uh, wonderful Q-sharp and quantum computing community um, that we've kind of been engaging with on Discord. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're curious to learn more, but you're not sure where to start, or if you want to see if you can contribute, or if you have an idea for a project, but you have no idea where to start, this is really a, a really great place to, to look. All right. Thank you so much, Anita. And I, I can just um, say the same thing, what you, what you just mentioned about uh, Sarah's and Chris Grenade's book. It's uh, it's incredible, and uh, it's finally out. So, folks, go <laughs> and if you have not pre-ordered it, um, go out and order it now. It's uh, definitely a um, really great starting point as well. Um, well, we're already at the end of the show. Uh, thank you so much, Anita, for joining us today and sharing your insights and all the new updates and things happening in the Azure Quantum world. It's very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. 
It was a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Qbytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Uh, watch our blog and follow our social media channels to hear all about the next episodes of Season 3. Um, take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.